Welcome to Marketing Mambo with your host, Terry McDougall. It's the fun and fast podcast where we cha-cha-chat with marketing movers and shakers from around the globe. Everybody, it's Terry with Marketing Mambo, and I'm so excited about our conversation today with Emily Totten, who is the head of marketing at Synthesis Technology, a leading provider of data and content automation software and services to the financial sector. She has 20 years of integrated sales and marketing experience across industries, including financial services, e-learning, and health and wellness. Her entire career has been focused on helping startups and small businesses grow. Her passion is helping companies think holistically across sales, marketing, product, and client success teams to align strategies and achieve revenue goals. When she isn't marketing, you can find Emily rehabbing her home in the Chicago suburbs, practicing yoga, or spending time with her family. So, Emily, welcome. I'm so excited to, to talk to you today. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And we've known each other for probably six or seven years at this point. I think so. I've lost track. <laughs> we first met when I worked at a financial services company and we were looking for a, a company to help us with our marketing automation. I was really impressed with the solutions that Synthesis had to offer. And I was equally impressed with the uh, marketing roundtable that you guys did. We can talk more about that later on. But as a marketer, I know that Synthesis is not a huge company. At the time, you were probably a marketing team of one. <laughs> and uh, you were really doing a lot with the limited resources that you had. It made a big impression on me. Part of the reason why I wanted to have you on today, besides the fact that I just really like you, is that you have done so much as a marketing department of one. Can you give us a, the rundown of your time at Synthesis and when you came in, what was going on, why they decided to, to bring you on and, and maybe give us the timeline up until now? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm coming up on seven years with Synthesis in March. It's hard to believe actually. They hired me in 2014. And at the time, there was no internal marketing department. In fact, I was not only a marketing person of one, I was their very first marketing person ever. It was an interesting journey, to say the least. I came in and I think that the executive team didn't really know what to do with a marketing person. <laughs> I think they had clear goals. They knew that they wanted to build out this marketing and business development function in-house that they hadn't had before. But I think they were really looking to me to build this out and advise them on what to do. And it was an incredible opportunity. And also it forced me to figure things out quickly. And it forced me to really fail fast. If, if I was going to try something, if it wasn't going to work out, I needed to pull the plug on it quickly and, and change course. It was interesting when I came in, they had a pretty specific ideas about what they wanted to do with marketing. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we started these email campaigns and we really just don't have time for them. So we need to hire someone to run these email mm -hmm. campaigns. 
when I came in, I said, hey, we need to take a step back here. Marketing encompasses a whole lot more than just um, shooting off some email campaigns. Yeah, yeah. So it was really trying to convince the organization that we needed to tear everything down and rebuild. Mm -hmm. The website, when I came on board, I always like to laugh and say that it looked like we were selling airplane parts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have product names, flight path, flight deck, and there were a lot of these airplane images mm -hmm. on the website. And it was just quite comical because uh, we're not selling anything close to airplane parts, right? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody thought that was clever marketing, clearly. Uh, you know, and that's, that's not a knock on, you know, anybody who made those choices before. It's just something that I quickly identified that, hey, if we're going to try and attract an audience here, we need to be very clear about what it is that we do and put a brand out there that is speaking to our consumer, our buyer, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and making it approachable. One of the things that I have observed in my career is that marketing has to work with a lot of different areas of the company, and many people don't really understand what marketing's all about. As you were talking about that, what was striking me is start with strategy. <laughs> it's not about the tactics. It's about what's our objective and how are we going to support achievement of that objective? Because all of the tactics are you can trade them out one for another. It's not necessarily that you even needed to do email or whatever. It, it's really, what are we trying to achieve? And I think that they probably didn't bank on how much strategy would be impacted by hiring you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes we fall into, well, the strategy is just to grow the business, more revenue, right? right? right. What, what does that actually look like? Right. Um, and there's, there are other objectives that go into an annual strategy as well. What mm -hmm. are we trying to do with our technology? What's on the roadmap? What's our hiring strategy look like? And marketing has a, a play in all of these areas. That's been the struggle of my life is trying to stick my nose in yeah. <laughs> all the areas and say, how can I help you and be involved in aligning all these different teams and departments around these goals, because really sometimes marketing comes into play, just messaging and getting buy-in from the company itself, the internal state. Oh, absolutely. I have seen that often that, and also a lot of times marketing is in a unique position to see across the whole organization and also be the advocate for the customer really to step out and stand in the customer's shoes and look at everything that the company is doing and say, okay, if I were a customer, how would I perceive this? You know, would, would I want to do business with them? And if not, what needs to change? And then as you see that you have to come into the organization and say, Hey guys, our customers are perceiving it in a way that maybe we don't want it to be perceived. Right. Um, I mean, going back to the goals, it's not just to grow revenue. When I first came in, I was preaching about mm -hmm. what is our why and how do we align around the customer. The customer should be driving those goals. Yeah. And to be clear, the main goal of marketing is to drive revenue, um, but closing more deals shouldn't be the mission statement. And, you know, I think the best way to grow a business is to build a strategy around helping customers solve their real world problems. And if you can put the customer's needs at the center of everything you do, then the revenue will follow.
that's really important. Customer centricity is a big buzzword right now, but it's been going on for a decade. You know, we've been talking about aligning around the customer. Yeah. But I think it's, we've been trying to, of course, are the early adopters of that concept mm-hmm. um, that have been doing it for a long time. And now everybody's trying to catch up. What does that mean? And how do we implement it? And what are all the different departments' roles in aligning around the customer and their needs? With the solution that you guys were selling to your customers, in many ways, you were making the market as you were trying to understand the customer's needs. I know that when I first met you guys, we were trying to find a a more efficient and faster way to create these uh, marketing materials that were very time sensitive. And a lot of times as the customer, what your problem is, but you don't even know what's possible in terms of a solution. So when you're a marketer for a company like yours out on the cutting edge of saying, hey, how can we bring technology in to address this problem in a less expensive, faster, and more efficient way? That's pretty amazing, but it does bring up challenges that you're trying to sell something that people aren't even aware is possible. Yeah, absolutely. And it just depends where the person is on their journey. There still are certainly people that need to be educated on automation and the options that are available to make things more efficient. But then there's also the cohort where they're well aware of automation. They may already be using it, but they want to know how to make sure that they're using it effectively, that they're using the right Mm -hmm. solution that it's been implemented properly, that they understand what kind of KPIs they should even be or how they should be benchmarking their success Mm -hmm. and their ROI and TCO. These are a lot of the things that we go into in the sales process when we're working with marketers who either want to buy an automation solution for the first time, or maybe they're looking to replace something Mm -hmm. that they've been using. Sometimes that's maybe a competitor product synthesis, Mm -hmm. or sometimes that's something that the IT department built in-house and they're ready for a commercial product. That was pretty much the situation that we were in, that we had built this pretty complex system, (laughs) just out of necessity, really, but it needed to be a lot more turnkey and a lot more repeatable than what it was. And love what you were saying also about understanding the needs of the decision makers or the influencers within organizations and how you were really, in some cases, I think out ahead on the path, thinking about what are they going to need? Because again, we might as a marketer experience a pain point, but the reality of implementing a solution like the one that you guys offer is that you need to make the case internally. If you guys have business cases where you've worked with other clients and they've been able to reduce the cost of developing marketing materials by X percent, and as a marketer, we can go in and say, okay, maybe we're gonna be able to reduce headcount or we're gonna be able to reduce the expense of this by X percent, you're able to demonstrate the the break-even. Okay, like in nine months, we're gonna have made the money back that it costs to invest in this. We've done all that math and we share it freely with prospects Mm -hmm. and clients who are trying to make the case. But that is one of the reasons why we introduced the round table Mm -hmm. was I think what happens a lot of times is no matter how genuine we try to be, one thing we always say is we're helping, not selling. We try to Mm -hmm. be genuine and build trust and credibility with 
our customers and prospects. But at the end of the day, marketers want to talk to other marketers Mm -hmm. and ask questions. How did you build the business case? What were the challenges you ran up against and how did you overcome them? And they'd rather take that advice from a peer than a vendor. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think about those roundtables that you guys hosted a lot because it's very easy as a marketer to presume that your competitors are far out ahead of you, especially when it comes to technology implementation, right? Because we'll read articles in American Marketing Association or Ad Age or whatever about whatever is the newest thing. And we assume that, oh, this competitor probably has that in place. I always felt like we were always behind. And even if you did get a technology platform that they don't always live up to the PR because they're usually only as good as, as how you can integrate them into your system. So there's like the ideal, and then there's a reality of how you implement these things. So anyway, that's a long way of saying that It was very reassuring to me to hear from other companies about the realities. And I came away from the roundtable definitely learning a lot. Also, if you can go back to your company and say, J.P. Morgan's doing this, (laughs) that gives you some credibility, right? If the leaders of your business are like, oh, they're a real leader and maybe we should be doing what they're doing. But I also recognize that there were some things that we were doing very well and some other companies were struggling with. So it definitely made me feel a bit more confident. It allowed me to see us in the context of the marketplace. I really appreciated that was super helpful. And it's nice too when competitors can get together and share in a safe environment. Yeah, absolutely. The roundtable idea came from a client, actually. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of building this customer-centric company and marketing plan is if you're really listening to your customers, they're going to give you some great ideas. And we sell to marketers. Mm -hmm. So marketers have great ideas. Yes. This idea came from a client. And she really helped us come up with a strategy and the agenda and everything for the first one. I mean, it was a great success. Then we did it again. And then COVID disrupted everything. And last year, we weren't able to have our in-person roundtable in Chicago like we normally do. This year, what we're doing, and we actually started in Q4 last year, is we're running quarterly roundtables through Microsoft Teams, just doing virtual hour and a half and getting marketers together. The first one was a huge success. Sending out the survey afterwards, people love it. Just the idea of itself just stands the test of the time. It's always going to be a good idea to get peers together to talk about problems and challenges and solutions. Yeah, I totally agree. I know that you've had an evolution in your in your career over the seven years that you've been with Synthesis. And I understand that the company had to change and you have gone from being a a marketing department of one to a different situation. So can you, you know, take us through what's gone on in the last couple of years with your job? Yeah, I came in in 2014 as a a marketer of one, and it's never just a, a complete solo act. Getting content written that takes subject matter experts from inside. We have dabbled throughout the years in outsourcing some content development and things like that. But largely, yeah, it's just me coming in and having to wear both hats, strategic mm-hmm. and practical. I remember the first year I had 
I think high rise CRM and I had MailChimp and I had, of course, our website was built on a proprietary CMS at the time and I had it all hacked together through zaps. You see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything was held together with uh, chewing gum and tape and stuff. Mm -hmm. And at some point it was like, okay, we need to grow into a legitimate marketing automation system to really fine tune this inbound marketing machine that I was trying to grow. So we ended up switching to SharpSpring, which we use now, which is a marketing automation, CRM, email, Mm -hmm. all in one Mm -hmm. for small business. And so that I consider to be a huge feat to be able to sell a company, a small company on you know, let's invest in some marketing automation. Mm-hmm. And granted, I wasn't trying to sell them on deploying a big sales force with a mm-hmm. Pardot or anything like that, but I considered that, you know, to be a success moment. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that they were really excited when you were able to start talking to them about the analytics behind the activity and like what you were actually making happen, which obviously once you put something like that in place, you can actually see the results of your efforts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And just being able to automate some of these tasks with nurturing opportunities through the pipeline Mm -hmm. or those awareness uh, campaigns when somebody hits your site or downloads something and being able to keep in touch with Mm -hmm. content was a big step forward for us. And with a small sales team, those things are really important to be able to actually leverage the technology to do some of the stuff to save time. Yeah, absolutely. To literally nurture those relationships. It's important. Right. Absolutely. And then I think, let's see, 2018, I was able to bring in an intern mm-hmm. <laughs> and get some help there. Now, today, I have a junior marketer working underneath me. And that has been huge because I've been able to really dive more into the strategic side of things, mm-hmm. which is where. I don't want to be so handcuffed by all the tactical execution that I can't really grow in the direction of revenue generating strategic work, which is what I really want to be focused on rather than running email campaigns. Sure. It sounds like in the beginning that you came in and you really had to evaluate, okay, what do they have here? What do they need? How do I sell the sales team and the leadership on the idea of developing a strategic marketing approach to what you did. And uh, once you built that, and then it was like, okay, on to bigger and better things. Can I bring somebody in to just maybe handle sending out the emails and maybe pulling the results of the, the campaigns and that kind of thing. And then you could get yourself out of the weeds so that you could look out towards the horizon and see where the, the opportunities were. Yeah, absolutely. We're a small team and my whole thing is just relentless focus. Mm-hmm. What what things are we going to focus on and let's do them well? Because if you spread yourself too thin, you can't do anything very well. So for example, we know that we don't have the resources to run a full-fledged social media campaign. Mm-hmm. One channel and we try to dominate it. We pick LinkedIn and we try to dominate that channel. Some of the things we've been doing around that is we created, or Rachel, who is the junior marketer I spoke of, She's been leading the charge on a, we call it the SPAG group, the Synthesis Brand Advocacy Group, Mm -hmm. getting people within the company to join the group with the goal of, we will help you to improve your LinkedIn profile and teach you how to use the platform to build your personal brand along the way, help us promote synthesis and advocate for our mission as well. Mm -hmm. That's been really successful. And we started that last year and we're continuing that 
this year and we'll be expanding on that. We've been running some LinkedIn ads, trying to take an account-based strategy mm-hmm. with the accounts and running specific ads to those accounts. So really looking at LinkedIn holistically, what are all the things we can do and how can we leverage our people to get the word out about Synthesis on that platform? So that's one of the things we've been doing, just relentless focus. And then when someone starts saying, well, we should be on Twitter and I think we should be doing this. We say we were a small team and we're focusing on one Mm -hmm. platform. That's where it's always helpful to go back to the objectives and the strategy. (laughs) I understand that Synthesis has had uh, a big change happen here recently. Do you want to give us the overview of what's been going on from the standpoint of the organization itself? Yeah, last year we were acquired in March by a company, Blue Horizon Software. And so that was a huge moment in synthesis history mm-hmm. <laughs> and has really opened up a lot of opportunities for us. As I mentioned, having a small team and very few resources has been a challenge for years. Mm-hmm. And now that we have this backing, we're able to invest in marketing. Now it's just about building the business case. Mm-hmm. Um, for what we're going to do with this investment and how uh, we think it can help us reach our goals. There has been a, a big shift and that's been very exciting. And I still sometimes default back into my shoestring budget. We can't possibly spend this money. We just have to build a good case for why we think that this is a smart investment. Yeah, I've been there before too, where sometimes you, you have to look and say, if the business opportunity is here, we can actually afford to spend some money if we can get the return on the investment. Sometimes in the early days, the money to invest just isn't there. Blue Horizon is a firm started by Concentric Equity Partners, and they're a Chicago-based family investment office. They have a team of entrepreneurs and operators with many years of experience growing software businesses. So just having access uh, to these people is an incredible opportunity as a marketer. And Blue Horizon will be building out a platform of uh, profitable software businesses, and they look to invest in companies with stable recurring revenue streams. We were actually the first company acquired by Blue Horizon Software. That's also been a very unique and fascinating experience to be the first company acquired and just to be a part of what they're trying to build. Mm -hmm. Emily, where do you see yourself going from here? Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) I'm really loving what I'm doing. I've been at Synthesis for seven years and some people could say, oh, maybe it's time to try something different. Going back to the acquisition of Blue Horizon, I think that opens up a lot of opportunities and it creates a lot of new, exciting things to look forward to. Having this happen has really lit a fire under me to see what opportunities might open up through this avenue. I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, it sounds really exciting. And it's got to be fulfilling also to know that you were part of the success at Synthesis that attracted an investor like 
Blue Horizon, and especially the fact that you guys were the first acquisition that they made. It was an incredible opportunity to be involved in the pitches to the investors, doing market sizing exercises and reports and putting those types of um, things together, which I'd never done before. Mm -hmm. Being able to add that to my resume, so to speak, and have gained those skills through this experience is huge. One of the reasons I love working for small companies is being able to get involved in so many things. I'm not very good at being a specialist. Yeah, I hear you. That's one of the things that I have loved so much. I'm marketing for myself now, but in my former corporate career, that was definitely something that I loved was the variety of things that you could get involved in. And just in our conversation today, it's been really interesting to hear about all of the different aspects that you've been involved in that maybe people don't think of as something that marketing can contribute to. But I've always thought that the perspectives that marketers have in terms of looking at things a little bit differently than people in finance or operations or sales is valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you think about it, marketing is the one, when I was in college, it was the four P's and then they Mm -hmm. added, right? Price, promotion, product placement, and now people. Marketing is really touching all of those things and getting involved and has influence in all of those areas. It's an exciting career. I actually went to college for advertising. Mm-hmm. I always thought I'd end up in a big ad agency mm-hmm. writing Super Bowl commercials or something. But yep. being in a, a generalist marketer, helping small businesses grow is really is so rewarding for me. I know I ended up in the right spot. Yeah, I wanted to work in an ad agency too. And I had a really hard time getting my foot in the door in advertising. And I ended up on the client side and I was very glad about that. Yeah, same, same. It it almost felt like you had to sort of like uh, kissing up to the right professor, right? So you get the right internship. And I don't want to play that game. I lived in Boston when I first got out of college and A lot of the ad agencies paid so little that you'd almost have to live at home and have the parents subsidize you. That wasn't a situation that I could leverage. (laughs) I needed to make a little bit more money than what they were paying. To me, marketing is so interesting because it's so multifaceted. What first attracted me to it is my first job was in radio Mm -hmm. and I sold radio advertising. But when you would get in there and talk to these small business owners, Really being successful with selling radio was more about helping them with their whole marketing strategy. What are your goals and what's your budget and what are the other avenues that you have for marketing and advertising? And I always, you know, felt I was really going in as a consultant, trying to figure out what the big picture looked like and how radio might fit in. I think that's Mm -hmm. where I really knew that I wanted to be in marketing. I wanted to have that holistic view. I didn't want to just be selling ads or placing media buys. That's so interesting that you say that you felt like you were a consultant because I felt like I was very much a consultant too. I wasn't going out to external companies, but in the two large banks that I worked in, you have internal clients, the businesses that you serve. And my job was to go in and say, okay, what are the issues that you're having? What's standing in the way of you hitting your goals? Because my job was to help them sell more, to put it bluntly. And uh, there's many ways that you can do that. So just understanding the issues that they were facing so that I could come up with strategies and marketing plans to address that was what made it fun. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. 
Emily, thank you so much for being a guest today. And if people would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way is probably on LinkedIn. Okay. And what's your handle on LinkedIn? It's just Emily Totten. Emily Totten. Okay. Yep. I will put that in the, the show notes. So if anybody wants to reach out to Emily, if they have questions or might want to talk to her about um, how Synthesis can help you with your marketing automation, she'd be a great person to talk to. Thanks a lot, Emily. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing Mambo. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, like, and share. I'd love to hear from you. Check out the show notes for my social media and contact information. Until next time, adios.